Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm the BIPOC man gender! Welcome to Like a Virgin, the show where we give yesterday's pop culture today's takes. My name's Rose Domu. Let me swallow my Hall's lozenge real quick and let my co-host introduce themselves. <laughs> oh, it's Fran Toronto. Um, Rose and I are reporting to you live from our, um, it, we're emerging from the sickness. The the sickness that sweeps, the gay cough that sweeps our, our community Let's every time the season changes. call it the gay cough because I know straight people. <laughs> People who have colds now too. We're not. We're not doing that. It's not. Yeah. It's not specific to gay people. I'm also really hopeful that the gay cough did like rise and then go extinct in the summer of 2020, which was truly nightmarish when everybody caught that. Do you remember? Yes. I also fully caught this cold that I'm coming off of from my straight relatives. So there's nothing. Oh. Nothing gay about it. Could not be. Could no. not be more. Um, more from the heteropatriarchy. Um, I'm coming off of having a horrible cold, which honestly was most upsetting to me, not only because I was sick, which I hate being sick, but also I had so many cute plans this weekend. I was supposed to go see Titanic in 3D um, on the big screen. Devastated. Now it's out of theaters. Um, Mm -hmm had a friend's birthday dinner to go to. And then on Sunday, my friend was taking me to the ballet and I had to miss it. No. I'm what what do you know what ballet was it? Sleeping Beauty. Oh, at Lincoln Square. Tchaikovsky is my favorite. is the only thing I'll show up to a ballet for. I'm devastated. Wow. I had I had a whole outfit planned. I was. Uh, I wait, was you're going gonna have to, to send me fit pics. I was, Let's go to the ballet, Rose. I well, I think I still want to go. I want to get tickets and and okay. go. Um, even though, but you know, this was free, so I was very much looking forward to that. We love free. Um, <coughs> oh, you poor girl. I'm still phlegmy. And then, of course, yesterday was the the day I was finally feeling better, and I had therapy this morning, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to therapy. I'm gonna like get dressed up and wear a cute outfit and put makeup on and like be alive for the first time in a week. And I woke up this morning in like horrific neck pain because I slept (gasps) weird. And so I had to do therapy remotely. So it's like, I can't, I just can't win. My body is falling apart. Oh no. Oh God. Honestly, I'm like, uh, same but different. My, my cold is not as intense. It's been like a loose cough this whole weekend that I have tried to party my way through. Bad idea. I did get COVID tested at the very least. Um, but now last night I just like found myself getting sick. And do you know what I have been doing with my downtime over the last, I guess like, I would say six Five or six days now. I have a feeling it involves um, reclining and watching a television show. <laughs> it involves re-watching Ugly Betty, which I hit play on season one, episode one, when I was in New York last weekend. And Rose, 
I have consumed now almost a complete three seasons of Ugly Betty about to encroach on the fourth. I am honestly, I feel insane. Like, no, what you a should crazy you shouldn't show. feel insane because I it, it tis the season to rewatch yes. um, familiar TV. I'm neck deep in a Buffy the Vampire Slayer rewatch, <gasps> and I started. Two and a half weeks ago, perhaps. Whoa! Am now currently. I just started season five, and these okay, are wait, those are these are twenty two episode, you know, forty five minute long, and I mean to be fair, like I was sick this weekend. I did not leave. As I said, I didn't leave my apartment for days. I watched, um, you know, like a season and a half over the course of three days or okay. le- or less. Um, so I really have but been powering so through much. them. It's so much. And I haven't even been doing what I used to do the last time I rewatched Buffy, which was skip the episodes that I don't care for. Um, because oh. I'm so familiar with it. I really have been watching everything. Wow. Okay. I honestly, similarly, I was like, let's do it in sequence all the way through. When was the last time I did it? And honestly, this is like so fitting because I Ugly Betty is, as I've said on before, like one of the most formative shows on the planet, if not the most formative show of my life. And I feel like Buffy is the most formative show of your life. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. So- and I like, it's like such a reward for Ugly Betty specifically. It's like such a rewarding rewatch. And like, we'll do a full episode on it. So like, I won't get into it. But like, it is... So amazing. It's such an amazing show and it's so deliciously problematic in exactly the time frame that it came out. It's like a period piece. And also it's a fantasy. Like it is It amazing. is a fantasy. It's a soap opera. It's <laughs> It's a Yeah. It's a fantasy wherein trans women look like Rebecca Romaine. Right, there are some trans women who look like Rebecca Romaine. I know. I mean, where they just get to like emerge on the scene. It's like yeah, it's incredible. a fantasy where trans women are cis women. <laughs> so, yes, yes, but, that's but what I'm saying. That's what I'm them, saying. But everyone calls them tranny and shebe yes. to their face yes. at all times. But yes, we will be doing um, an ugly Betty episode very yeah, soon. Stay tuned. So stay tuned. We should do another Buffy app as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I do think we covered it pretty. You know, um, oh. we we covered it pretty well, and we also did our recent Sarah Michelle Gellar sort of cruel intentions. Oh, that's moment. true, that's true. But well, never but, say never. But I I have really been enjoying rewatching it because I'm, you know, over the year I haven't done a proper all the way through Buffy rewatch in probably 10 years. Um mm. but I there are certain episodes that I revisit like the holiday episodes, like, I always watch the Thanksgiving episode at Thanksgiving, the Halloween episodes at Halloween, the Christmas episode at Christmas. Um, and then there are a few other episodes that I've gone back and revisited throughout the years. But this is the first time in over a decade that I have truly gone through and watched every episode in sequence, even the ones Whoa. I don't really care for. And it's interesting how I'm reacting to it and... Um, like favoring plot lines and characters that I didn't like as much the last go around and like seeing what it's like to interact with the show at the place where I am in my life now and like how it's different. Um, you know, art media is ever changing, even though it is, you know, static. We we evolve and the shows and pieces of art we love, I guess, evolve with us. Yeah, I mean, I when I'm watching Ugly Betty, I, I, for the first time post-New York magazine media career, some of these plot lines, girl, my jaw is dropping because this show that was formative to me as a teenager prophesied so many things that literally happened in my life where I was Betty. Like, it's crazy. Um, but wait, I want to know. When you were watching Buffy, you said some things you're watching and now retroactively you're like, I'm evaluating this different as an adult. Can you give an example? Okay, so I I was a diehard Buffy Angel shipper the uh-huh. first time I watched Buffy. Like, Buffy Angel fan fiction was some of the first fan fiction I ever read. Um, and watching it back again, 
I'm now looking at it through the lens of like, why is this old ass man (laughs) hooking up with this teenage girl? And like, obviously it's still emotional and powerful, but it's just not doing it for me in the way that it used to. And I'm at the point in season five now when Spike is realizing that he is in love with Buffy or at least attracted to her. And I was never into the Spike and Buffy pairing quite so much because I believed that she belonged with Angel. And Mm -hmm. now that I'm watching it slowly unfold or like organically and not looking at it like as something I've already experienced, I like get it more. And I'm kind of like, I'm kind of excited for them to eventually become an item now. Are you saying here and now on this podcast that you are Team Spike? No, because what I actually am is Team Faith. Um, right. Faith, who is the, the Slayer who went evil. There is so much subtext there of her and Buffy having a vibe. Um, yeah. And, I remember. You know, I love that. I would love to watch it one day. I, I famously still have not watched it all the way through, but I know I will. It's 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 honestly the fact that I got around to a Golden Girls watch is like proof of concept enough that like I can do a Buffy watch. Yes. Even though I mean the episodes are much longer. Ugh, yeah, they are and longer. Not, not, uh, it it's it's definitely a bigger commitment and Honey, Golden TV Girls used to be longer. Golden okay. Girls you can kind of like be on your phone during yeah. Buffy, it's a little harder to do that. But I have to say, yeah. like, you know, fuck Joss Whedon and all, but so much of the humor and the writing really holds up and I know that's not um solely because of him. Uh but you know, it's Oh, whatever. Death of the author. Um, Yeah, please. We can say the same thing about Ugly Betty. Like, a show that is, like, astoundingly ahead of its time and also, like, horribly, horribly, like, something horrible to watch now. Yes. You know. Um, Dear Virgins, you might might have um, cottoned on to the fact that we are um, taking our... Taking our damn time today with yes. our little our little chit chat catch up moment, and that's because we are not going to have a main discussion topic today. We didn't do news last week, so we're going all in on you know catching up. What's the goss? What's going what's on? The goss. Um, so this is just going to be like a true hangout kiki episode. Girls girling. This is a girls girling episode. Um, and we know that you do love those. So, yeah, so what's going on in your life, girl? I know you're about to make, finally, the big move back to I, New York. As of time of record, I only have a week left in Los Angeles. How does that uh, feel? Um, insane. I have not packed a single I know. Thing. I'm looking behind you at your apartment. I'm like, um, all uh, of your stuff is, is still insane. up on the walls. I'm one of those girls that I don't like to draw out, like, tasks that I don't want to do. Like, I'm a girl that wants to do it all in a consolidated time period about 36 hours, 36 to 72 hours before. Oh, that sounds super fun. Yeah, I mean, that's that's my stamina preference. Um, I think it's a better use of my time, but it is also stressful sometimes. But, you know, all things considered, I um, am not very well rested. I was, like, up all last night coughing and also thinking about a very bizarre interaction I had. Uh, just a very bizarre experience I had yesterday that's, like, really fresh on my mind. Okay, I want you to tell me, but first I do want you to give you the chance to plug the fact that you are um, casting off some of your possessions this weekend oh in Los Angeles. my god wait I'm so glad that you said that okay dear virgins I am having an estate sale and a uh, <laughs> goodbye soiree that almost everything must go okay in my apartment no weirdos um, you can't get the address unless you know you RSVP that information should be available on my Instagram profile by the time this episode comes out um, thank you for that Rose because I need cash not gonna lie I'll be transparent with all of you and I have nice things that you can come and pick up and also all patrons get a mimosa come on by <laughs> happy pride from tomboy x 
celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, so so tell me about this weird interaction that you had over the weekend i okay. i'm dying to know <laughs> okay so i it's crazy because i actually haven't talked to you that much about this yet but i enrolled in a recreational acting class uh yes or what we, I, have, we have discussed it a bit but not not at length yes but i i will say i i signed up to what I thought would be a recreational acting class is, is how I should say it. And honestly, this is going to be a little bit of like a Fran um, voicemail length story, <laughs> if you're willing to hear it. But like I, I'm directing some this year. I'm trying to learn about acting because of that. Have you ever taken an acting class, Rose? Girl, I went to acting school. I, I studied oh acting God. in college. I always forget about our ghost lives. Yeah. <laughs> right, of course. Okay, so acting's insane. Yes. Like, acting is yes. an insane thing to 100%. do with your life. And I didn't realize that I couldn't just, like, come in and be like, hey, I just want to learn about this. Like, I'm, I'm, like, a respectful student that genuinely just wants to learn about acting. I'm not trying to be an actor. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, see, the problem there is that you're in <laughs> Los Angeles where yes! everyone is trying to yes! be an actor or at yes! least get cast on a reality dating show. Uh, yes. Okay, wait. You are hitting the nail on the head, Diva, because, okay, so I signed up for literally eight classes. I was like, let me dip in, dip out right before I, I leave to New York. And if I like it, I can keep doing it in New York, whatever. Day one, hour one of this class. It is a three-hour class. I hate this class. Like, I, the first hour, I hate this class. I hate I, I, in my mind, I'm, I'm hating the teacher. She is giving, like, really, like, violent, erratic energy, like, really blunt, really curt, like, doesn't say things that are, like, my tea to people, like, just speaks to everyone in a way that I'm just like, I don't love this, like, white woman. Yeah, that's an acting teacher. Yeah, that's an acting teacher. Exactly. And and that was kind of, so hour one, I was kind of just like realizing things in real time about like what acting is, a world that I very naively knew nothing about going into it. I don't have anything in common with anyone in this class. It is a student body, like I can only really describe as like 20 or so like cisgender nano influencers. And, and I feel like- Yep, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I, like, I'm like, this class is going to be a colossal waste of my time. 
hour two of my first class, I was like, wait, actually, like, this teacher is, like, really hard on them, and she's pushing them, and, like, she's actually really smart, and, like, I'm kind of listening to what she's saying, and I'm like, she, the classes, I should also say, the classes never really explain or describe, there's no introductions, like, you, it's not a class where, like, you meet each other, you do, like, fun little games and exercises with each other. There's no icebreaker moment. Yeah, there's no fucking icebreakers, yeah, no, that's no not the class. Calls. Yes, it's a cheap, cheap class, and you only get to participate in, like, five minutes per class, whatever. It's kind of crazy. Um, and so by hour three of my first class, I'm just like, actually, this teacher is iconic. And I think that I love Diva. her. Because I, yes, I love her because she's a bitch. And I think that I actually really, even if I, I don't really agree with how she's kind of treating the students, I fuck with her and I only need to be in eight classes. So I'm just going to be like invisible. You think it's fierce. She's mother. Yes. She's kind of giving mother. I'm she's mother. Lie. Yeah. She's mothering. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. So I'm going to say something else that's probably really stupid to actors. So this class teaches Meisner, the Meisner method, right? Are you familiar at all? S- somewhat. You might need to refresh my memory on the specifics of it. To be honest, if I were to try to get into it, it would be so difficult to describe. It's like so annoying and weird to describe. But all you need to know is that it's a methodology of acting that's taught in a lot of different acting schools. There are a few different methods... And it's, like, next to, like, Stanislavski and, like, method acting. And like yeah, all Stanislavski things. was more what I fucked with when I was an, an actress. Wait, really? You were you learned, much like Gaga, the Stanislavski method? Yes, my um, college acting professor was a, a devotee of Stanislavski. Wait, I, fe- I feel honestly ashamed that I actually don't know that much about your era as an actress. That's... That's on purpose, babe. (laughs) (laughs) That is my design. It's like, you also haven't seen a lot of photos of me pre-transition, you know? Like, (laughs) this is all intentional. I've seen literally one that you consensually showed to me on this podcast. Um, One photo. Um, Okay, okay, okay. Back to, to, let me, I'm trying to stay on track on the Fran voicemail, um, on the Fran voicemail here. Um, So, this class teaches Meisner. From a truly cold outside perspective, someone who knows nothing about acting or, or about Meisner, I have to say the vibe is immediately giving cult. Like, immediately. Like, she is berating these kids. Kids she doesn't know at all, by the way. Like, a lot of these students have, like me, have been in three or four classes. Others have been there for, like, you know, a month or two. Like, there there are tiers at which the students have been in the class because it's on a rolling basis. But she is, like, speaking to these kids like they're her children and not necessarily... Well, they are, in a because po- she's mother. Yes, because <laughs> she's mother! And, and it's, and it's and honestly, it's just, it's, it's crazy. So uh, uh, we have to do this exercise in class that's, again, really difficult to describe, so I'm not going to get into it. But, like... The baseline is there is an extremely difficult kind of, like, technique to learn that requires, like, a lot of mental brain work. And it's almost like a little bit of a riddle. Um, and you do this, like, repetition exercise that is it's hard. It's, it's hard to do as a beginner. This is a beginner-level class, and we're all learning. Um, and we have to perform these exercises performing the, the kind of, like, this, like, very specific rule um, of the Meisner School of Acting – in these little sketches in groups of two or three at a time, like one after another. So I've been at this, in this point, three or four classes. I really have not experienced a ton. I don't know any of my fellow students really. Like, uh, like we're all, a lot of us are in this cold. Yesterday, I was in acting class. And this woman was on a death rampage like she was like leave no prisoners scorched earth i want to kill everyone and i'm and today is the day that you all die like it was so i'm not gonna lie riveting it was riveting and and victim number one so like a a few exercises happened they were going okay victim number one a girl gets into this exercise she is not doing amazing Basically because she's not really following this, like, Meisner rule that is drilled into us at this point. She's repeating this Meisner rule over over and over to us, and this girl is kind of just, like, totally dropping. 
that you have to repeat what the other person is saying to you. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of, it's, it's again, it's, it's so, I, it's hard to describe without me going into like, no, a no, no, I, I, I get it. Cause it, yeah, it's like, you, it's like about it's like repetition. Scene, it's like about scene yes. work and like that you're like listening before yes. you speak. And, but you're not, but you're not really supposed to, yeah, you're listening and you're not really supposed to improvise, right? You're not supposed to be conversational. You're not asking questions. You're just really trying to repeat things at each other until you catch an emotional pinch point. It's so, ugh, I sound, I see I'm participating in the cult. You are. Okay, so this girl finishes the exercise. She kind of, the <laughs> kind of just, oh my God, I just said her name. Will you bleep that, Phoebe? Bleep okay, just so I just, okay, I, so I just said the teacher's name, and I have to say that this woman has a very satisfying white woman. <laughs> no, name. when you said it, I was like, yep, <laughs> that's her name. Um, she kind of cuts you off. She decides when you're done. The teacher says what, says when you're done. And she turns to the class and she goes, so what was wrong with this? <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> and she trains the kids to, to humiliate the students on stage in real time by repeating the thing that everybody knows that this person on stage doesn't know. Isn't that... Isn't that crazy? And she goes, so this isn't working because she's not repeating, blah, blah, blah. And all these, like, she's culturing and conditioning the class to ber- to berate each yeah, other. Yeah, acting, acting is, any kind of acting school or theater school is psychological warfare. Yes. And through the whole time, this whole class, and honestly, a little bit in previous classes, she's really like specific about pitting the kids against each other. She goes, she'll say, oh, actually, That's like, I'll get showbiz, babe. Yes, exactly. So I'll get into that. But she turn, she goes, did you, re-? she turns to the girl and she goes, did you rehearse? And she goes, no, I haven't rehearsed. And she's like really big about rehearsal. And she goes, you guys need to rehearse. You guys need to rehearse or you're going to show up and you're going to suck. You're going to show up and you're going to suck. And she turns to the girl and she goes, she was like, how do you think you did today? And she was like, the girl was like literally just trying to advocate for herself. Like she's not being disrespectful. She's just kind of like, you know, I had our time. I think I did okay. Like she's genuinely trying to analyze herself. And the goes okay well you sucked (laughs) (laughs) i love her she sucks (laughs) victim number two steps up here and again um not the same mistake but like a a a, a truly honest mistake and infraction on like not understanding what the meisner method method is and this is a girl who is at the same experience level as me so the previous girl she's been in like another month or class this girl literally has only met my teacher has only met mother three or four times she doesn't do the exercise right she has watched other students get chewed out and she's doing this thing that Meisner people hate which is acting she always says like no acting up there I don't want to see you putting on a character and she kind of puts on a teeny bit of a character just like a wink and this woman this woman shoots her in the head yes and this girl was like a teeny tiny little white girl from kansas city like she just stepped right off the bus and she was here to like live her dream like she believed in my (laughs) (laughs) and so mother turns to class again and she's like okay so why was this weird this was weird right like like cuts her it's so bizarre she's like so why was this weird yeah and she turns to the girl and she goes so what you did it was fucking weird (laughs) and she goes okay and she's smiling receiving this feedback like tears streaming down her (laughs) eyes and she's just like she's like okay and this woman goes she goes if you show up and you do that at your job it's like everyone's going to be annoyed with you. You will never work in this town if you show up and do that. She's three cl- She's This is her She's so class. real for that. She's, and then she's, I love her. Yes, she says, you, she says, you're never going to work in this town again. And then she says, she goes, she goes, what you did up there was annoying. You annoy me. <laughs> and this girl grinned and took it. And that, this is the point in the class. There was also another group of victims where in like someone wasn't doing the exercise properly. So the my teacher went for that person. She chews them out. The other student throws the other student under the bus. It's like, it's like they're carnivores. Like we're just trying to survive out here. And I'm realizing, Rose, in real time, that my teacher is Lydia Tarr. And that uh. I am literally in real time 
experiencing the auditorium scene. And I, as a first-time student, am about to get on stage after all of these students have been chewed out. And I am a BIPOC transgender. You said it. (laughs) And so, okay, look, we're traumatized people. I was in fight-or-flight mode. I was, like, actually kind of wigging out because I was like, I, Rose, you know me, like, I will grin and bear a lot of things. I will not let someone disrespect me. No. You you know. know. And, And even in a professional setting, I will not tolerate any level of disrespect. And so when if someone said to my face, you suck, I honestly have no idea, like, what I would have done. It's always kind of preparing myself for, like, what this woman, what this teacher was going to do to me. And you slayed? No, I didn't. I didn't slay. And, oh, and what su- I thought that was going to yes. be the triumphant twist of this story. Well, to be totally honest, like, I have actually been doing, I feel, a really great job in the class for, like, what I wanted to accomplish. I am taking this class, and this, I think, is a good way to kind of polish it off. But, like, I'm taking this class specifically because, like, I'm bad at being in my body. I'm, like, really bad at listening a lot of the time. And, like, I feel like it's acting is, like, a, a really worthwhile skill set, especially this method that would help me with a lot of things that I, like, want to learn how to do uh, in and outside of Hollywood. And so I'm there just, like, genuinely trying to learn. And she's up here being like, you guys will never make your dreams. You're all going to suck. You all suck. And I'm just kind of like, this isn't my dream. And I'm, like, perfectly fine with sucking. Like, that's kind of, that was kind of the issue that I was, like, going through in my head is, like, I was like, I have no problem if you tell me I suck. I'm not trying to be an actor. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, like, your words don't really affect me. But everyone else in that room is trying to be an actor. Yes. And also, no offense to everyone else in this room, I don't care about what any of these people think. So, like, this woman can try to humiliate me, but, like, she's not going to. And she tried it. She literally tried it. And And she started by coming for me by something that I did that was not against the rules of the exercise. But because she was on a rampage, she decided to come for me. And so I was like... Look, and luckily the girl that was in the exercise with me also advocated like for both of us. And we were both kind of, we were the only students the entire class that ever like stood up to her because she was being crazy, like truly being crazy. But she was also being iconic. And so it's like really hard. That's how it goes. Yeah. But anyways, um, I know exactly who I am and I know my self-worth and I'm going to advocate for that every time. So like what you say to me like has no bearing on what I do outside of this class because you don't know anything about that. And I think that it was just weird to experience this place where the stakes were very high for everyone else. And I'm just like kind of a weird fly on the wall slash like it feels like I'm in a documentary. (laughs) Well, I mean, good for you for telling mother um, to go fuck yes. herself. And, yes, mother. You know, you never have to deal with this again because you're literally moving across the country. But, you know, it is rough for people who legitimately want to be actors and the amount of torture you have to put yourself through to do that. I remember there was one scene study class that I was in in college where we did this exercise where we would have to run up and down the stairs of the building five times and then come in and do our scene because the thought was that like getting to an extreme like level of physicality would bring out genuine emotion and like of course in the moment you're telling yourself like yeah that totally worked that was amazing but like that's not something that's replicable when you're a working actor which like ostensibly is the goal of going to acting school and I think a lot of this and probably what you experience is like a lot of teachers are able to tell themselves that it's okay to be hard on their students because of how cutthroat the business that they're going to into is and a lot of them are failed actors themselves and so they're thinking like well if they can't handle this in class then it's better that yes. they learn that now before yes. they go out into the world and yes, try to yes, make it as actors yes. it is literally it's exactly what like it, it reminded me of Tyra Banks in America's Next Top Model where she like cho- you choose if you as the teacher or arbiter of this space are choosing to just like just to like participate and to enforce existing oppressive systems in your industry instead of actively wanting to change them. Like, 
it's just kind of bonkers. And the reality me. is, like, to be an actor, all you have to be is hot. Like, it yes. truly doesn't matter how talented you are. <laughs> yes, 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 uh, yes. I completely agree with that. And also, just to as a side note, um, you had to run up, like, ten flights of stairs or whatever for, like, acting. Like, listen... That is a method that only works if you went to, like, the Matilda school of, like, (laughs) musical theater where they make those kids probably run, like, 15 flights before every scene, honey, you know. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I do. I think it's interesting that you are talking about this as a cult because I've been thinking a lot about cults over the past couple of days. Um, oh. I watched this new Hulu documentary, Stolen Youth. Have you heard okay. about it? No, I haven't. So Stolen Youth is a documentary about it's Stolen Youth, the cult inside the cult at Sarah Lawrence. Um, I totally didn't know that this ever happened, but in like the early 2010s, there was a cult of kids who went to Sarah Lawrence and it was um the fu- these kids who all lived together in uh, like uh, on campus housing um or off campus housing I don't know um and one of their dads had been in prison and when he got out came and stayed with them which is like oh. why would you let that happen and then he basically like became a cult leader and a bunch oh. of them like moved into a one bedroom apartment in oh, New York city coming. with him. And there was like sex trafficking oh. and all this crazy shit. <laughs> and you know, it's a very interesting documentary. It's only three episodes, which is good because I like couldn't have done more. And um, it's, I, I appreciate it because with something that's like true crime, I need it to have like a definitive ending. Like I hate a true crime thing where it's like the mystery is still unsolved or like the killer is still out there. Yeah. Or like, you know, it's the trial hasn't happened. This like the trial happened very recently. This guy is serving Mm. 60 years in prison without parole. Um, It's like, it's done. You know, people have gotten out of the cult. There's one girly who's still like, she has only just now disavowed him. But the thing that I was thinking, which is what I always think when cult stuff happens is, couldn't be me. He could have never. Could it be me? He could have never gotten me. I would never have bought into that shit. And honestly, I kind of judge them for for being susceptible to it. Because like, this guy is so... 
he's so, like so clearly like he's this like ugly like doughy white guy who just like manipulated all these college kids and like they were you know they were adults they were it they were like sophomores in college and i'm not not to victim blame but <laughs> but, you, but i'm victim blaming but i, but I just no, i no, watched no. this and i just like truly don't get how you can be how you can like uh, like be a sheep, a sheep like that, sheep. and and let this person like the things that this guy had them doing. Uh, like obviously, you know some of the like there was one kid who, um, you know was like struggling with his sexuality, and the guy like twisted all of his ideas of like what it was to be a man, and you know, mm. um. I get that people are vulnerable and can be manipulated, but I just watch these cult things and I'm like, no, not me. Because like, <laughs> if there's two things I'm always happy to do, it's not listen to what people have to say and just stay home. And you know, for the for those reasons, I truly believe I could never be I could never be uh, <laughs> hoodwinked into joining a cult. <laughs> but on the flip side, I do think I could very easily start a cult. Oh, I do without think a doubt. I could I could really. Um, I could manipulate, I could be a good cult leader and manipulate people into like living or dying on my word. Well, for the virgins, I think that that was implied. It's just very interesting to like look at this. I'm able to like watch these things from such a, such a distance and like find it interesting and just fully not understand what could lead someone to think that that was normal. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I just really, I don't get it. I just really don't get it. It's like being a turf, you know. I don't, I don't get yes. how you can like devote your whole life to something that is like so lame and like unimportant and like yeah, just like go touch grass. It's wretched, and it's also like not even about you. Like you are. That's the thing about cults. I honestly, I empathize. I also feel like I can be. I can feel judgmental about people that are highly susceptible, but I'm also a people pleaser. Like, I feel like I am highly susceptible and I don't know. It's, it's tough sometimes. It's a gray area. Yeah. Um, I do want to take a little trip into Rose's book corner. Yes. We need like, we need like some theme music or something for Rose's book corner. We need like a kind of reading rainbow ass, like theme music kind of moment. Um, so as any of you who have, who have been following along with Rose's Book Club know, um, our first like foray into this was reading Manhunt by Gretchen Felker Martin. Um, I just finished it about a week ago. It took me a little bit to get into it, but then once I was about halfway through, I really powered through um, the end and read it in like a, like a day or two. Um, so the novel is a post-apocalyptic zombie horror story in which a virus called T-Rex has decimated the world's population. It's a zombie virus that specifically targets testosterone. So it turns anyone with, you know, an abundance of testosterone in their body, largely cis men, into these, you know, like very animalistic, super disgusting zombies who in like a somewhat um, like different take on um, zombies, not only like eat and kill people, but rape people. And so that was like a, you know, disturbing addition. And like for anyone who hasn't yet read this book, like some serious trigger warnings about sexual assault, transphobia, like lots of different stuff, but you can, you know, investigate that on your own. Um, and so the survivors in this zombie apocalypse are women and um, cis women, trans women. And that is really the divide of this novel. So there's um, the the two real main characters are these two trans girls, um, Beth and Fran. And they... Fran! It's such a good of, premise. One of them is named Fran. Her name is Fran Fine. Name. What? Like the nanny. Yeah, her, name, Wait, her what? name's Fran it's Fine. Like- I love that. Okay. But it's never really like talked about, but it just, that's her name. And I, th- I think that's funny. So that is funny. So they, 
Um, then and then when the novel starts, they are so they 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 call themselves manhunters. They go around um, hunting down zombie men to extract their testicles because they're the only source of estrogen in this post-apocalyptic world. They are oh, they are friends God. with a doctor who extracts estrogen from the testicles and. Um, like sells it to women, uh, like older women with PCOS, um, and the, the premise is so good. It's it's, it's so really fun. fascinating because, like, you know, as we've been talking about with like The Last of Us, all the zombie media um, looks at the way the world reforms after it falls apart, and so to look at this through the lens of transness and gender is really fascinating, mm-hmm. and um, so. These these women are like out hunting. They come across um, this roving band of turfs. So turfs have now banded together um, to form this thing called the matriarchy, and oh they are God. like a, a militant organization who you know go around like killing trans women, and they've taken over different cities. Um, and then also like in their travels, they pick up a trans man who has been living on his own, like living on the land. And he's very like, he, he like is really like gun savvy and he doesn't want to go with them because he has some like bad experiences in his past, but he ends up joining them. They and their doctor friend eventually become part of this commune that's run by this like bill, this little billionaire girl. There's um also a, another character who is a POV who is part of the matriarchy, um, but she is a chaser and is like in love with this non-binary sex worker. And so it's like just all these different viewpoints into what this world looks like. And the thing most of all that I felt while reading this, and I brought this up a couple other times talking about novels written um, about or by trans people is like reading this gave me this feeling like I would love to only read novels written by trans people because I only want to read trans characters who are written by trans people because there's just something that cis people don't get there. There are ways of thinking that cis people just don't think about Mm there. The ways in which we talk to each other, the ways in which we think about ourselves, Mm -hmm. how mean we can be Mm -hmm. about each other. Like, you know, like the, it's there there are some ridiculous moments where like we're in the we're in the apoc- like post apocalyptic world zombie world and people are still worried about like how how much they pass or, which like, is how, how femme, it would work how, like how femme they are compared to other trans women still like calling each other bricks Ugh, um God. it's it's just it's so scary but it feels so possible mm. which is i think the the best um the be- like the when when dystopian fiction is at its best is when you can see how it would happen um and i also love that like within the kind of thematic question of this book that you're laying out like a lot of the things that you're talking about like these kind of trans 2.0 3.0 conversations or ways of thinking to then be implemented on the rest of the world because it's now become of biological import. Like it's become a cultural disaster that now requires the help of trans women. And, and you still like now you're forced to wrap your head around this in some way or to, to think about it. Yeah. And then, and you see the way that cis people who like would consider themselves allies, how they would behave in the apocalypse. Like one of the, one of the main characters, um, you know, has flashbacks to when the virus first broke out. She lived in this like queer commune house, and the trans women like eventually were kicked out of it. Even and you know, all of the people in the house were like, you know, play acted being like devastated about it, and like were you know chiding them for their like problematic reaction to it. And it's it, I it's just like. A, a new take on what the world looks like when it falls apart from a specifically not just queer perspective but trans perspective and like they're just it's also extremely funny um you know at one point they go into this like um you know like trans lesbian um 
uh, like camp, and it's like the one thing that survives the apocalypse is dyke drama, which is so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it is such a oh, also um, at the mm-hmm. end of the novel, there's this whole um, plot point of this um, like ruined naval ship that the the turfs reclaim and they rename it the Galbraith which is for anyone who doesn't know is J.K. Rowling's pseudonym pen name so fucking funny so fucking funny you also do find out what happened to J.K. Rowling (gasps) in the apocalypse and it's it's like delicious okay no spoilers okay love no spoilers um let's just say her money could not protect her Uh, Um, love that and it is really sad, moving, grotesque, mm. hilarious, and I'm so excited to see um, you know more work from the author. And it just really invigorated me about you know the future of specifically trans fiction and trans art because it just shows what can happen when we're allowed to tell our own stories to each other and not worry about, you know, like the cis gays or the cis audience or the cis G-A-Y-S. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and um, yeah, I I would love to hear what um, Virgins, what you thought of it, if you read it, if you decide to read it after this, slide into our DMs and let us know. So wait, sounds like a great book. We I feel like we should have a, some sort of like um, evaluation for Rose's book quarter. What, how many, out of, out of five roses, how, how many roses does it get? Oh, out of five roses? Yeah. I would get, well, I did rate it five stars on Goodreads. <gasps> so five out of but, five roses. But, but but that was like also because I know that this author has been review bombed. Oh. So I wanted to do my part in like getting it up there. Great. Um, I would say if we're grading it on the like a virgin Rose's book corner spectrum. I'm gonna say um, 8.5 out of 10 roses. Oh, we're doing out of 10. That gives you quite a scale. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that's important. Okay, good. Love. 8.5. So it's a B plus. Maybe it's an It's a- an A minus. Okay, an yeah. A minus. Yeah. I, I, I it sounded like it sounded like a, a knock a knock out of the park. It sounds fun. Yeah, it it is fascinating. Maybe and- I'll learn to read one day. And I do think I do think I have the next book. Oh, in oh, look! It's right over, right over right your now. shoulder, right there. It's look right at behind this, me. Look at this little and so this, so I wanted to do something that is like that is not new and is, and I still want to stick with queer literature, but um, a, a little a different side of the spectrum. So this is Fingersmith by Sarah Waters. Oh. Um, Sarah Waters is an iconic lesbian novelist. Her novel Tipping the Velvet is. One of my favorite books, possibly, possibly my favorite book. What? Um, you always I've ever your favorite yeah. book ever. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, but I've never read Fingersmith. It has been adapted into a miniseries. It was also adapted into the film The Handmaiden. Oh, I was gonna um, say that sounds which familiar. I've, which I've never seen. Um, Wait, you've never really seen? Amazing. I've never seen The Handmaiden, but I've heard really good things about it. But apparently the novel's very different. Um, so I started reading it um, a couple days ago, and I'm not that far in. So again, like, as as we did with Manhunt, like, maybe a month from now, we'll check in and do, you know, my my thoughts in Rose's Book Corner. Um. I honestly was trying to pinpoint where I'd heard Fingersmith before. Handmaid, the Handmaiden is like one of my favorite gay movies of all time. Period. Rose, you and I should watch it together. We should do a virtual. Okay. Episode. Well, that's well. I'll I'll definitely watch it after I read. Yeah, the yeah. Book. Of course. And I think that'll be a really n- nice way for us to talk about it in the next installment of Rose's Book Corner because Great. you'll be able to speak about the adaptation and like I'll be able to give sort of like a counterpoint of the of the novel. And maybe I'll read it. Who knows? Do you want to know something? And this actually I'm realizing in real time. I used to be a voracious reader. You know this. In college, before I had an iPhone, like books were my only friends. Um, and so I used to read all the fucking time. Do you know what killed my love of reading? One, entering the workforce will really kill the imagination. Really kill your spare time. Two, I worked at Random House for a year. And when you work at a book publishing company, books are garbage. Books are garbage you use to wipe your ass with. And every single floor, <laughs> no, seriously. And, and every single floor of 
of the publishing company, it has multiple bookshelves filled with free books that I would just like in my spare time wander around and collect all of these books, being like, I'm going to read these someday. And like, just slowly devaluing the thing that I love most in the world, which is books. Um, anyways, that was Rose's Book Corner. That was Rose's Book Corner. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Before we log off, I guess, do we want to do a Drag Race mid-season check-in? Because we are now, we have crossed the halfway point. Yeah. So, I am really liking this season. I think it's kind of the best crop of girls we've had in a couple seasons of main Drag Race. I think after the first is, four, four were cut out, I agree. Yes. Um, and really bringing the interpersonal drama, which I love. Mm. Um, which is why I wish we were getting the 90 minute episodes yes. and that they just like feel, it feels like we're not getting enough of the stuff that we want. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but, and you know, um, MTV recently announced that in March, 90 minute episodes are returning, but by that time there's going to be like none of them left. Yeah. Um, at least that but, hopefully means more Sasha Colby lip syncing. Like that's all I yes. really want. I the this the the Lala Perusa episode was thrilling. Always um good. you know, some some front runners really have emerged for me. I obviously like still love Sasha Colby and um Anitra was one of my early faves. Mm-hmm. I am a mistress, Stan first and an American period. second. Period, period, period. She's so good. What she does she, is drag. Drag, drag, drag. Like drag, drag in the most in the most classic sense, she is old school Southern, painted, yes. but ha- painted for the gods. Will fucking shade you until you jump off a building. Yeah, drag queen, and I love it. And I honestly think it's the first time that like a plus size girl who, coming from that drag perspective, like truly, I think she could win. Yeah, I, I, it would be really, it, it has actually been a while since we had something of, and I'm trying to, I'm going through the winners in my brain, like something of an old school queen, right? Like, like I'm thinking about like someone like Bianca Del Rio or something like that. Like it's, it's like classic, like clown paint, like drag. Sasha Colby also does a version of like classic drag, but hers is like totally. pageant style, right? Like it's it's different. Like Mistress is captivating, I think in the art and also like 
I don't remember if this was in, in Untucked or in one of like the debriefs, but like I love her story. I love that she's literally never had another job and that she had drag as survival to like this is all she could do to like not be homeless. Like it it, it painted a picture of her more clearly and, and showed us, I think, what's at stake for a competitor like her versus what's at stake for other competitors. Not that it makes the other competitors, you know, like not worthwhile, but like she's just it's different for her. Drag is life for her. Drag and is life. Is there anyone else who you've who has emerged as someone you're into or um my top four remains the same anitra sasha mistress and spice <laughs> i love spice, spice i love has, spice has gotta go i need spice like i need Derek berry i need this woman on screen as much as possible no after a certain point like she really showed her ass this episode even though i will say her lip sync with malaysia was the second one yeah i think spice won i think spice ate i think spice ate her up honestly a little bit i but it was so long ago. I'm trying to remember the nuances of the actual lip syncs. Like, obviously, I, I can't. Sa- they all kind of Sasha all kind and Anitra was the standout. You know, that like, was that was the moment. It, that was one of the best lip syncs in Drag Race history. I totally agree. Like, it's something that you would revisit. Something that will like click back on and rewatch. Like, it's so thrilling to watch Sasha perform, especially on TV now. God, I mean, can't even say it more. And to watch Anitra perform, like, yeah. Anitra just had this, she has this, um, like, fluidity and grace to her, um, and you can definitely see, like, she's so Vegas, like, she's such a showgirl, yeah. and that, and, and so is Sasha, and, like, I love seeing that kind of drag be praised on this platform, and I'm just very excited by this cast after, like, I don't know, a couple seasons of, like, Sure, having a few standouts here and there, but I think this is a very solid cast. I agree. All the way through. They have good drama. Yeah. Um, and the challenges have been really good. And um, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying the ride. We'll see how we feel after we watch, I don't know, two more months, <laughs> two more, two or three more months right. of this. Yeah. Okay. Um, another mid season check in. Uh The Last of Us. Did you watch did you watch Sunday yesterday's episode or Sunday's episode? I I did. Um, it was so happy to see Rutina Wesley from True Blood um, oh. back back on HBO. Oh. That is my girl, Tara Stan for life. Which which character um, was that? I, I don't. She was his brother's wife, the one who was pregnant. Oh, okay. Who gave Ellie the diva cup? That diva. that was. I love. Mo- I loved moments like that. That was so funny. Um, I love the heart that the show continues to build like i love their relationship um yes and i I liked that there was a little bit of um the passage of time because i think we needed that i think we needed them like further solidified into their dynamic Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. after what happened at the end of last week's episode which Mm -hmm. was so traumatic you know like traumatic um and jarring and you know i think it was really cool to see i mean pedro pascal is such an incredible actor and that scene where he broke down and like finally kind of confessed that he really cares about this person and like and doesn't want to fail her um and the parallels of of her and his daughter is really heart-wrenching and you know this uh, you know if you watch the inside the episodes um that hbo does after the episodes like they talk a lot about how this show is ultimately about the the ways in which the different ways in which love destroys people. Mm. And I think this was like such every episode is a great example of that. But this one was, you know, so fascinating Uh, on the writing and the acting level that like scene with Pedro Pascal, like is just, it's so I'm always in awe of like actors who portray for lack of a better word, like emotionally stunted people because to act emotion, like through this like huge wall that this character has built up is like, yeah, you just like have to watch every second of it. It's so, so fun to watch. Pedro Pascal is about to become so much more famous. Like he is going to be booked and busy. 
Also, the guy who plays his brother is so hot, and I want to see them kiss. Oh, you know what? My favorite moment from the most recent episode, after they have their huge argument, which is like, to me, that was the moment that stuck out to me as like where they're just like, they're crying and screaming at each other or whatever. And he, you know, shows up the next morning and he's like, listen, you can make a choice. And, And she just cuts him off. And she's like, okay, let's go. So fucking good like it was yeah i laughed out loud it's so satisfying ah great writing great storytelling i also loved the scene where he goes back to the house they're staying at and i guess that scene is directed is i guess that scene is lifted directly from the game and they were incredibly faithful to it um but i especially love that it's taking place in this house in this you know, bedroom of a teenager who probably died 20 years ago. And it like mirrors um, a fight between a father and a daughter, but it's like they're this different version of that. And it's just fantastic storytelling. It's so good. And I just like Pedro Pascal sit on my face. Sit on my face. After this gif was shared with a huge ass, Oh my god! Oh, what with him too? Where he's his like, little, like, do a little butt, his little booty bump. I haven't even watched the interview, so I don't know the context of the booty bump. But like, damn, that it is... doesn't matter. Context doesn't matter. And I also didn't realize. I can't remember which <sighs> podcast clued me into this. Um, oh, it was Last Culture. Um, I didn't know that Pedro was the buy one from Game of Thrones. You didn't? No, I watched Game um, of Thrones in like a a a a, 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 in, lo- a haze. in a haze, a lucid dream <laughs> yeah. state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's crazy. A lavender haze. A lavender. Oh God, haze. I shouldn't have brought her up. How dare you? So, um. Catch up with us on Like a Virgin for 2069. Tell us um, what what you know what you're into right now. Let us know what you thought of any of the things we talked about. Your thoughts about Manhunt. If you're going to read Fingersmith, your thought um, about have, the the Meisner acting method, honey. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever take? Do you have any acting class horror stories? Um, please slide into our DMs and share. We we love it when you do that. Um, I'm your co-host Rose Domu. You can find me anywhere online. At Rose Domu. And I'm Fran Torado. You can find me at Fran Squishgo anywhere you want. Please make sure to rate us on Spotify and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out so much. Like a Virgin is an iHeartRadio production. Our producer is Phoebe Unter with support from Lindsay Hoffman and Nikki Etor. Until next week, bye. Me. Au revoir. Au revoir. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.